I was just thinking writing and I was like, I'm frustrated that change isn't normal. Like I'm frustrated that bodies that look different or look the same. I'm, I'm frustrated that all bodies aren't normal. Like why aren't all bodies normal? It just pisses me off. I had this letter board in front of me and I was like, normalize normal bodies. And so I put it on the letter board and I posted a photo and then all hell broke loose. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Jaima. Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel. And it's also a blue moon. So I have the blue moonlight and a candlelight right next to me. The fire, you might hear it crackle a bit throughout this introduction. Actually, I have a pretty cool mic set up, so you might not, but I do hope you could hear the candle crackling because it, I love that sound. I love that sound. But yeah, I decided to record in the dark as it's a blue moon. So I have an inkling of a feeling many of you are going through quite a lot right now. And I just wanted to honor you for finding the strength and the courage to persevere and also to tune into podcasts such as this, especially during this wild time and to think that Mercury retrograde ends on November 3rd, I believe. I'm, I, I apologize to the astrologist who are rolling their eyes because they're like, um, no, it actually ends, blah, blah, blah. Mm, maybe it's November 4th. But <laughs> so much change. And obviously, I want to say opportunity to release and to heal the wounds. If many of you are dealing with a wound akin to the topic, or I guess topics of today's episode, well, perhaps this fell on your lap during the tail endings, the tailings of the blue moon cycle. On the evening of the blue moon, I definitely just went crazy with the music. I updated the Shakti playlist, which was super fun to do, but also there was so much heaviness as well. So it was fun to dance it out and write it out and cry it out. So I'm just, yeah, if you are experiencing a lot as well, I'm sending you my love. And if you are very sensitive to this full moon in particular, or any full moon, or you're just feeling a little bit of internal chaoticness, you know, you're not alone in this. <laughs> many, many are. And I just want to say and acknowledge I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you because you're clearly doing something for yourself if you're listening to a podcast like this, a podcast that often makes people question a lot about their own life and life experiences and see beyond what perhaps they knew and face many wounds and heavy truths, but also bring a lot of light. Of course, of course. I mean, this podcast has a wide array of colors, some that are calm and grounding, like I feel right now, and then others that are more chilling and haunting, if you would say, <laughs> or even fiery and 
fun <laughs> because you're all magic. This is not a one-dimensional show, and this episode indeed has more of the fiery side in a beautiful and expansive way. You'll be able to hear it in my animated voice, the excitement in my voice for this particular episode, and also feel the passion in our guest's expression because this is a topic that I've covered on many of my solos but haven't talked about with many guests as I feel like there are very few that are really speaking out about this and how important it is. So I must say as well that this episode is extra, extra, extra special to my heart for a variety of reasons for my human and also my soul. But before I carry on the introduction, I just, I need to flag a warning, essentially a trigger warning for this episode for anyone dealing with an eating disorder. Not only an eating disorder, but also body image issues, body dysmorphia, or even partner relationship abuse. So I know, I know that there was a period in my life where I probably wouldn't be able to listen to an episode like this and also may even reject some points in this episode, especially when we talk about our choice for food when it comes to our recovery and yada yada so that is just a fair warning and it's only our own experience it doesn't apply for everybody and that's also something that I want to emphasize and also if you are experiencing any eating disorder body image issue etc and you feel like the topic it just distresses you in any way shape or form then you know, honor your inner guidance and feel free to listen to another episode or next Monday's episode. All good. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. I know this is very sensitive, but I also want you to know that if you are dealing with anything that I just listed, that perhaps this episode might even help you heal in some way or the main purpose, honestly, is to find that inner confidence to see your true beauty just as you are right now so feel free to pause this for a moment and listen within and if you want to continue amazing if you want to listen to another episode then please do wonderful it's very raw it's very honest there are some seeds in there that i rarely even share when it comes to my own life so yeah I hope that you, if you decide to listen, that you enjoy. And I also want to warn (laughs) y'all about my exhilaration and my voice, my voice. I'm so excited to not only talk with a beautiful human who has been lighting me up since the beginning of quarantine, but also someone who expresses several paralleled paths to my own, but not only myself, but many, many of the listeners, so perhaps even yourself. There's so many parallels. She educates and reminds hundreds of thousands, if not millions of souls who <laughs> who are dealing with all of these different, you know, I want to just say experiences because they're not really issues as, 
they're really expansive for our human experience. But, you know, I've had many episodes on that as well. So she helps many, of course, heal in many different ways and see how perfectly normal it is and beautiful it is to live in the vessel that they're in today as it operates and looks today. So the guest I have on, as you already know from looking at the title, is Mick Zazon. And so if you don't follow her already, you're going to want to, I guarantee. I know the word empowerment is well overused, but I must say that Mick herself is an empowered woman. That's the word that comes to mind with a capital W, like AOC, AOC type of energy, you know? And so she empowers many others with her strength and shares her deepest inner feelings and experiences from what I know, what most people don't share. So of course, many beautiful humans are going to flock to her and be excited and lighted to see that she is normalizing normal bodies. <laughs> That's right. She actually is the, I don't know if you've ever seen the hashtag normalize normal bodies, but uh, Mick is the creator of it. And in this episode, she'll tell you about that nudge that inspired her to create it and how it just manifested into something that has accumulated hundreds of millions of views. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hundreds of millions. <laughs> Which is nice to emphasize because, again, if you are experiencing this and you don't feel like you are worthy for whatever reason, well, I mean, just look at that hashtag, hashtag normalize normal bodies, and you're like, oh my gosh, and all these women are so beautiful. I must be too. (laughs) I'm so normal and so beautiful. It's so amazing. No one's face tuning. (laughs) Anyway. Mick and I dive into other sensitive topics, such as healing from abusive relationships, which was amazing to hear her strength throughout even sharing this process. So you can find her on Instagram and the YouTubes at Mick Zazon, just like it's shared in the title, or on TikTok. That's actually where I found her at Mick with two Ks, Zazon. <laughs> which is all in the show notes, of course, all in the show notes. Also, I want to point out that um, we didn't fix her microphone settings right before we started the podcast. That's something I usually do, but I didn't pick up on it for whatever reason. And so her microphone is obviously not crystal clear, but I tell you, her message is. And as long as her message translates, that's all that matters. Also, another episode that I just wanted to recommend as an extension to this is a solo that I did a few years back when I was in New Zealand and I got super triggered and just needed to grab the mic and express my experience with eating disorders and other body issues and healing from it. So that episode is called Dear Shell, and I will leave a link to that in the show notes for you. So yeah, you can download and save it for later pocket it for later and if this episode or any other episodes from this podcast have helped you your soul yourself expand in any way or fashion then please subscribe that would be amazing and rate 
and perhaps even write a review if you have the time. So, I mean, if you don't feel like writing, rating is amazing too, but I do love to read the reviews. Also, this episode is sponsored by Skillshare, who has a special offer for those who go to skillshare.com magic, a special free trial, may I add. And Skillshare is an online learning community for creatives and offers unlimited access to thousands of classes in illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and much, much more. <laughs> Skillshare members get unlimited access to thousands of these inspiring classes with hands-on projects and feedback from a community of millions. Skillshare indeed has classes to fit your schedule and your skill level because, you know, some of us are just dappling, dappling or dabbling, dabbling, dappling in a new creative endeavor. And some of us are just wanting to enhance something that we already know. Many of you are great with graphic design and, you know, they've got that class for you, a master class for you. So again, go to Skillshare.com magic to get your free trial and allow your creative soul to expand in a new skill. Of course, more on Skillshare later in this episode. All right, without further ado, because that was a lot of ado. <laughs> and now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Mick Zazon. Yeah, short time of me in high school, I struggled with bulimia, but then later in life, I too became plus size in my early 20s and then just got obsessed, obsessed, religiously obsessed with fitness and weight loss and became severely underweight at a double zero. And I remember when I picked up the double zero pants and feeling proud when I knew that really wasn't right for me and my body was giving me all the signs and signals like please feed me more and exercise less now my size wants to be usually like six eight ten whatever it just depends on the brand too and that part doesn't matter what matters is that I no longer restrict and binge and honestly it's creators like yourself when my mind my ego will want to pull in that direction sometimes like oh I need to show up in this way but it's creators like yourself just simply your presence and you reminding us to continue to eat and love yourself however your body is right now it's so beautiful and so you're simply there always as a reminder and so I just want to thank you for that so much oh thank you um you know uh about a year ago I was um at dinner with my family and I was sitting down and I I feel this like tap uh, on my shoulder. And I, I turn around and I'm like, hello, I didn't know this person. And it was a young woman or um, who I thought identified as a woman, I should call them them. Um, <laughs> and she or they said, um, I'm proud of you. And I looked at her kind of funny. And I was like, why? And they said, I saw your Nita tattoo on your wrist. I have one too. I'm proud of you. And those moments kind of just hit you right in the gut because it doesn't matter how far along in recovery you are, you always carry it with you. And so I just wanted to say I'm proud of you because 
no matter how far along we are, we're always on this journey because we are inherently susceptible to those kinds of thoughts. And it takes the most amount of strength to be able to go through something like that and go through internal battles every day around necessities like food and living in our own bodies. So I just wanted to say that I'm proud of you. Okay, make me cry as we start the podcast. <laughs> I seriously have tears in my eyes and chills. Oh my gosh, I want to hug you. Thank you. Wow, yeah, and I'm beyond proud of you. And also continuing to share your message unapologetically, no matter what. And you have many different messages as well, not only eating disorders and normalizing normal bodies, which, yes, amen, sister, thank you so much, <laughs> but also normalizing all skin types you know, normal skin mm -hmm. and also recovering from eating disorders and abusive relationships. So there's so many different avenues in which you move and motivate and remind millions of women. And I, I would say hundreds of thousands, but no, I know it's millions because it's trickled. Yes, crazy. And so I just want to say, I love you. I honor you. You're amazing. Thank you for existing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what lights you up most in this season of your life? You know to be very truthful, I had this thought last night and it's going to be, it's going to be kind of morbid and I, I like, keep <laughs> uh, with me. Yes. Um, now I deal with depression, anxiety, learning disabilities, um, past eating disorders and just a, a abusive relationships and like just mental illnesses from that. And I had this thought last night as I was looking at myself in the mirror and I, and I was watching a TV show and I, I had a thought, <laughs> now I'm not, um, trigger warning, I'm not suicidal whatsoever. <laughs> um, I, I'm not, I promise. Okay, good. But I wrote down, I said, I said in my journal, when I die, I want people to tell my story the way that it really was. And that's living in a lot of sadness and living in a lot of pain some days. And I think that is what a lot of people fail to hear when they look up, you know, success stories with mental illness and stuff. And, and, when I was searching for that, I never, I never saw what mental illness and, and what these struggles really looked like. And I needed somebody to just tell me what to expect, like, tell me what exactly I was getting into or what I was already in, but had been fighting my whole entire life. Now, in the beginning of the podcast, I, I said, like, going through things like eating disorders and mental illnesses, learning disabilities, and, and all of these things, you have to have like immense strength. And I, I guess like, I, I guess what gives me, what was the question again? I don't even <laughs> what know. Lights you up? Um, what lights you up? This is lighting me up. So this is great. Yes. What, yes. What lights, what lights me up is, is my passion to, to hear and see others who have the same struggles as I do, because my whole life, I thought I was alone and I'm managing it now. And I'm so happy 
but that doesn't mean that I, I don't wake up some days and I'm, I feel like a, a mess. Like I feel like numb to the world. And I, uh, that lights me up as weird as it sounds like truth lights me up. Being authentic lights me up. Oh, I'm sinking in my chair right now. You are an old soul and it's wild to me <laughs> that you are 24 you of course look your age or actually younger but you are such an old wise soul it's unbelievable what you know what inspires you and what lights you because of this path and it's such a honestly people that truly inspire me I think are those that have experienced a lot of darkness perhaps maybe because I too have suffered a lot and also still sometimes have to, I no longer spiritually bypass like I used mm-hmm. to. And people know mm-hmm. this. In fact, I've met the darkness with a lot of beauty in ways by bringing the message forward into the light. And I think that's something that you do so wonderfully and that connects because so many people have this. And to be honest, we need people that are really raw and honest with their inner world because that's truly the healing of our earth. Yes. A wound heals when it hits air. That's what I always say. <laughs> and I love also, by the way, your eulogy or whatever when you do die. No, it's not going to just be like, oh, she's been, she was so amazing, blah, blah, blah. Of course <laughs> it's going to be that as well. But it's like, no, she, she battled. Mm-hmm. She went through a rough time. <laughs> Guess what? That is where your energetic queenness comes from. You have so many different messages. I uh, would love to talk in length about them depending on the time. And I would love to hear your story behind the inspiration for Normalize Normal Bodies, that hashtag, which now hundreds of thousands have used. Yeah. So a hundred, it's mind blowing to me. Like I still smile every time I see a post using it. Like it, it it's so crazy. It's been viewed almost 200 million times on TikTok. It's Ooh. like- hundred million yeah yeah see we need this yeah it's insane and like if you just search the hashtag on tiktok or on instagram you just see a flood of people sharing their story and telling their truth as authentically as possible that's what lights me up (laughs) um and so it started Almost two years ago, um, I was about a half a year into eating disorder recovery. And my, when I first started recovery and then that the next six months, my body, like it gained weight, it fluctuated, it lost weight. And then I was like, wait, hold up a second. Like I, I genuinely just don't understand what's happening. And the whole point of recovery is to not view yourself as a body it's just to know that your body is fluid and that it serves a purpose through every like um, uh, shell of you if that makes sense and it shifts it shrinks and expands through every season of life so um, everybody's recovery journey is different and mine it was like such a euphoric experience loving my body for the first time and it was also so hard as well it was like it it was like uh the honeymoon phase but like times a thousand when I like started to get the hang of recovery I was like oh my gosh like look at these rolls look at these look at these stretch marks like what the heck I love these (laughs) and 
but then my body started to shrink. And then I was like, hold up a second. Like, I'm just starting to get to know my body. I don't know what's happening. And am I doing things wrong? Like, I'm not meaning to lose weight. But then like, it was just this constant battle in my head. And it was just new experiences. And so I was, I, I was sitting out on my um, sister's porch because I was living with her at the time. And I had just gotten out of therapy and then following a dietitian appointment. So I had all of these thoughts going through my head. I was kind of emotionally exhausted for those of you who have gone through therapy and gone to see a dietitian. Those, those appointments are pretty mentally exhausting. And I was just like thinking, writing, and I was like, like, I'm frustrated that change isn't normal. Like I'm frustrated that bodies that look different or look the same I'm, I'm frustrated that all bodies aren't normal like why aren't all bodies yeah. normal it just pisses me off yeah and then I had this letter board in front of me and I was like normalize normal bodies and so I put it on the letter board and I posted a photo and then all hell broke loose excuse my language <laughs> um <clears throat> it went viral on Visco, Instagram um Facebook like all of the above and I had no idea what was happening and then I was like, I guess like this, this is like the moment speaking from my heart is allowing people to speak from their heart because from that moment on, people started using the hashtag and using normalized normal bodies to tell their own stories. And, um, you know, the rest is history. I have a clothing line that sells normalized normal bodies. I have it trademarked. I have like all of these things. And it's, it's been such an amazing experience seeing people from all different walks of life come together and have a purpose together, the same purpose. And it's to share their truth, no matter how different they are. Oh my gosh. And that's, what's so beautiful is that we are all so different. And I love looking and going through that hashtag and just seeing the immense support. And I feel like not only women have expanded in loving their body as it is, no matter what shape and size it is, but also men begin to embrace it and actually root for it, mm -hmm. which has been amazing to witness, especially coming from the fitness world in LA. I know a lot of guys that are in the fitness world or yogis, and I just see them loving and honoring all different shapes now versus I remember back in the day when they used to rate a woman from one to 10 mm. and just seeing the shift. And I know, I know <laughs> just seeing that shift in them to realize, Oh, that is actually very douchey, not okay. And all women truly are so beautiful. And what is beautiful is the confidence that they exude, which you also do. And I think that's amazing to see. As soon as you said rate from one to 10, my eyes rolled to the back of my head. <laughs> like the audacity. I remember the same thing, like in, in middle school and in elementary school and even in high school. Like it's so crazy what us women go through. Yeah. And that was also, I was mid late twenties when I was witnessing that with my friends around my same age. It's just, I feel like also universally the world together is kind of opening up mm -hmm. a lot. Many people are progressing a lot with how they see. And we are truly, especially people like you are truly the, it's almost like you're the pioneers and really revolutionizing this new, I wouldn't even say movement, but just it's not even about like, oh, that's different, which is great, but. And then how it's supposed to be <laughs> exactly oh, amen amen Psst. short interruption to share a quick message from euro magic's longtime sponsor 
Skillshare. Skillshare is offering a free trial for the Your Own Magic listeners, a two-week free trial. In fact, when you go to Skillshare.com magic, a free trial of their premium membership. So if you're unfamiliar with Skillshare, well, Skillshare is an online learning community for creatives like yourself who are very curious about exploring their hobbies of interest and also maybe even enhancing a skill that they, you know, already are very good at. (laughs) So Skillshare is offering unlimited access to thousands of classes in illustration, in design, in freelancing, in podcasting, in photography, video, music, so much more. And Skillshare offers creative classes that are designed for real life, allowing Skillshare classes to be short, especially for those on a busy schedule. The majority, I guess, are under 60 minutes. So that's nice, especially if you do have a very busy schedule or not a great attention span. (laughs) Anyway, these lessons that Skillshare offers really can help one stay inspired and express their true self creatively. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I just got a new iPad so I could use Procreate because... You know, digital illustration really inspires me. So I'm interested, obviously, in digital illustration classes. And I saw this class, which has over 100,000 people by Jerome Vogal. And it's called Digital Illustration. Learn to use Procreate. Boom. That's exactly what I want. Because past your magic guest and my friend Becca writes, I'm pretty sure she uses Procreate. Allow me to list a couple other interesting classes like improve your writing, use imagery to create immersive poetry, or there's also creative writing, crafting personal essays with impact by Roxane Gay. So interesting. I know many of you are also interested in songwriting or even iPhone photography, portrait photography. Yeah, there there are many, many creative classes to go look at. So Again, go to Skillshare.com slash magic for a free trial. Again, Skillshare.com slash magic and enjoy exploring and enhancing that creative soul of yours. I know that you had an experience with orthorexia and I know that this podcast attracts a lot of women who struggle with a variety of different eating disorders, especially since many of my solo podcasts have been around that because I too had severe orthorexia to the point where it paralyzed me from thinking Mm -hmm. about anything but food, anything but food. Mm -hmm. And now I wouldn't call myself the healthiest vegan in the world. I just genuinely eat what I want to eat, you know, which has been amazing. But what what is healthy? I keep thinking about this. What the heck is healthy? Like, it's not, it's not a state of being like, I'm, if we're gonna like, if we're going to say healthy is like a a point where you're you are completely free of any and all sicknesses, diseases in your like I'm not healthy. I have multiple autoimmune disorders or diseases, but I'm I'm living my best life and creating healthy habits 
No. But like, you know what I mean? Like, what is healthy? And I keep asking myself. I love this. I love this. I love this. I want to know what came through right away when you said that. Healthy is what nourishes your soul. Not, I mean, yeah, we might have these different conditions, pre-existing or just newly existing conditions. Yeah. But you're breathing, right? You're walking, right? Mm -hmm. You are, your heart is beating without you asking for it, right? That is amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's something to focus on and be so grateful for. But I genuinely think that health is what nourishes your soul. I eat these different vegan foods that are like vegan chicken nuggets, beyond meats, whatever, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people, when I was orthorexic, I would not be touching that with the certain oils it has in them or whatever, you know? Yep. (laughs) So important. And so restaurants with my pre-made meals with zero like (laughs) oil or dressing on it, just rice, chicken, and asparagus. Hey guys, while my, while my friends eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> Been there 1000%. Yeah. Or I wouldn't even, honestly, I wouldn't even go out to eat or do anything with people. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't want to eat that food. I remember I was with my coworkers. We were all in Vegas for something and I ordered at that time I wasn't vegan. So I ordered like four shrimp and on cold ice, mm-hmm. everybody was staring at me like, what is going on? Yep you know yep Uh, I've had many mental breakdowns at restaurants because they delivered me food that was cooked in not zero calorie um olive oil spray it was like the regular olive oil or butter and I would cry and leave the restaurant (laughs) so I'm like I I hear you and orthorexia is like is really scary because it's not number one it's not talked about enough it's like I didn't even know it was a thing until my dietitian was like, yeah, you have orthorexia. And I was like, no, I don't. What are you talking about? Like, what is this new? Like, so confusing because all we hear about is like uh, anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder. And there's, there are so many more eating disorders and I can't name them off the top of my head, but it's definitely like worth looking into because there needs to be more education around um, eating disorders as a whole. Exactly. And you're right. There are so many different ones. I'm curious your experience with it. And in fact, maybe we should clearly define it as well and then share your experience recovering from it. Yeah. So orthorexia, it, so when you look up orthorexia, there are signs and symptoms. You can, you can look up the definition, but it's, it just says like an eating disorder. It's not yet recognized um, in like the actual eating disorder book, but it is recognized by like all of the reputable dietitians who specialize in eating disorders and NIDA, the National Eating Disorder um, Association. And basically, it is feeling like you have a God complex over the kinds of food and the way that you eat and live your life. So it's eliminating food groups. It's um, thinking that your eating is better than others. And it's, it's feeling defensive when when somebody asks you about something and then you, you um, rebuttal with some scientific explanation. And it's it's eating as clean as you can possibly get. So essentially it is OCD around food and the way that you live your life around food. Um, That's the best way that I can explain it and how it really like 
the, how I understood it best. Wow. I had um, no idea. Sorry to interrupt. I had no idea that the whole, wow, that just opened my eyes. Cause I genuinely just kind of described it from my own experience as that obsession that is basically paralyzing you from wanting to eat anything but clean food and therefore you don't do anything. It limits you in many ways, but I never thought about the God complex thing or thinking mm -hmm. you're, your food is better than others. Yeah, just look up all of the fitness influencers on Instagram. It's it's like it's very disheartening when you open your eyes to something that is like just happening all around these major social media platforms and these people with massive amounts of influence don't even know that they are teaching people. I mean, I was one of them at one point. Um, teaching people like how to essentially get an eating disorder. It's it's crazy how far it's gone. Back in 2016, 17, I started a YouTube and I actually got a good amount of views right away, probably because I was highlighting my eating disorder. I deleted mm -hmm. all those videos though, because when I woke up to this, I'm like, uh-uh, no one gets to see one thing about this because it truly highlighted mm -hmm. my eating disorder. Yeah, and I think I have friends that have this and it's like well I know like something feels off not that you know it's right or wrong but like something feels off and you're just like keeping an eye on them or like maybe maybe you don't but maybe your eyes are opening and you you think of somebody and um I think you and I both know that the only person that's going to make you choose to recover is yourself it might mean hitting rock bottom. It might mean, you know, choosing it just out of the blue. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, not forcing somebody to be like, hey, you're wrong. <laughs> um, it, it, it's just saying like, hey, I love you. You know, like, just I'm, I'm, I'm always here for you. Like, not even mentioning anything, just like opening that conversation pathway so that, they feel like they they know that they can trust you enough with information that they are struggling with. Right. That's, well, yeah, that's so true. A lot of the people, like you said, people have to wake, awaken to it themselves and also if it is inhibiting them in any way, shape, or form. And I can only think of a couple where it, it is paralyzing them in some way and a couple where it isn't. For example, in 2017, actually, I took a year and a half break from Instagram. I didn't have it on my phone. Good for I you. Didn't look at it. Whoa. I'm, I'm not much on Instagram anyway, as it is. I think that started that habit for me. But I, yeah, I took a complete break. There were a lot of reasons, especially when it came to depression and everything. But one of the biggest ones was also recovering from an eating disorder, like the eating disorder that was paralyzing me from really expanding in my relationships. And I had a lot of anxiety and everything. So yeah, I, it's also like honoring yourself when you see it. And if you have to step back, mm -hmm. step back. What I think is awesome is that you actually came forward and shared it all visually. Yeah. <laughs> I just shared it behind the microphone. Yeah, it was really scary, actually. I'm not sure why I did that. But you know, here, here we are. <laughs> I think it worked out for you. I think it's actually been even more expansive. So yes. I honor that. Yeah, we were talking about your experience with orthorexia and recovering from it. Yeah. Um. So orthorexia for me showed up after I um, had four knee surgeries, three knee, three major knee surgeries on my right knee and a scope on my right knee. So four. Um, 
And also, um, I accumulated over eight concussions by the time I was 17. Um, and I, my last concussion, I had to go through brain therapy. I had to, you know, be in the hospital and kind of like reroute my whole life. So my doctors wouldn't sign off on, um, the papers to play soccer anymore, even though I had D1 colleges looking after me. So it was like a huge breakup. It was like, Hey, just kidding. Life pivot. And then you're like, Whoa. Um, so as an athlete, I was eating what my body was telling that telling me that it needed. And that's when you're like constantly active, obviously your body is going to ask you for more fuel. And so when I stopped moving the way that I was moving, I wasn't equipped with knowledge and, and like just support and, and enough knowledge around me from even doctors um, with like eating disorders to know that like I was supposed to stop eating that way because like I had learned to listen to my body that way for so long. And so I gained a lot of weight um, through depression and through just like this big traumatic thing in my life happening. And that's when I also had gotten into an abusive relationship and I started dieting. And I remember I started this like 30 day cleanse and I was like, I'm just going to cleanse myself of everything. And so I did that and I got addicted to it right away because your body, <laughs> it's like with any diet tea or like any, any cleanse, really juice cleanse. Like if, if you are doing any of that sort of thing you're you're just going to lose weight because you're drinking more and it's, it's not even like weight it's like fluid in your body mm-hmm. and so I, I I lost about like 10 pounds and I was like oh my gosh like this is amazing and I and then I like <laughs> went into it again and then people started complimenting me and I was like okay I'm just gonna do this for the rest of my life I like it was just like this really addictive thing and so something that I've been exploring recently I was just um, diagnosed with uh, autism and um, my and ADHD so my brain is is like all or nothing it doesn't it doesn't like uh, it can't grasp like uh, a day from now or like a month from now it can only grasp what is now Um, and so I was just like, I'm going to keep doing this now. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I got to a point where like, I didn't know anything else. Um, and that's why I was so good at sports. And I was trying to like channel my, like my strength into something that was unhealthy. And, um, you know, I started eliminating everything out of my diet and I started losing more weight, but you know, I was also losing my fingernails. I was losing my hair. I was losing my toenails. I was like, it was like crazy, but I chose to not pay attention to it. And then it kind of snowballed into bulimia. And then, you know, I started getting heart palpitations and, and, you know, I, it hurt to, because of uh, purging and it it's like this big snowball effect and me trying to like trying to fix something that that couldn't be fixed in the moment I needed to backtrack and it just kept snowballing oh my gosh and it's so wild when we're so in the midst of it even though we have all the red flags and all the signs in the universe we just continue because of our one goal, our one focus, which is a certain weight or a certain mm-hmm. size. 
which actually is representing something else that we're striving for. Did you ever find out what that really was beyond just looking a certain way? Yeah. So um, I, there's a lot of like, I've been through a lot of trauma in my life and like currently I'm still like, I'm still trying to figure a lot of it out. Um, And, you know, I, it's it's hard to say because I could point out like five different things, but you know, um, my ex-boyfriend taught me how to purge and he, he had, um, I went through Stockholm syndrome with him. So he pretty much controlled what I did every single day, every single minute, every single second. Um, he had me drop out of college. I had no money. Um, he like dictated everything I did during the day and, until I was left with nothing and I was isolated and all I had was him. So even if I hated him, he was all I had, like he conditioned me to that. And he, yeah. So there, there's that and me not understanding that um, my eating habits reflected me feeling so out of control that I needed to control something easy in my life and with with those who identify as women food exercise and our bodies are like the, the three things that are easy to look at every day because it's in our faces every day through mainstream media and and celebrities so it it's i guess that would be one of the main examples but there are so many more um skin issues you know, my depression and feeling out of control. I just needed to control something. Oh my gosh. I have major chills. It's wild what the universe gifted you all these different superpowers of experiences. Like, like these are your genuine powers because it's really helped so many people. And seriously, even just helping one person is the most rewarding feeling in the world. And so though it felt at that time, so debilitating, it's just wild what you've made of it. And That is unbelievably beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities 
communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their liquid lash extensions mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. And also I want to honor you for being so open and raw about your abusive relationship. In the midst of being with him, what was going on in your inner world? And then how did you awaken to what was really going on and break free from him? Um, so it's, I'm, I'm stumbling on my words because like I said in the, in the beginning, um, I, so I'm currently going through EMDR therapy. And you don't have and to answer this. If you no, it's, no, it's fine. No, this is like, this is what I do. This is what people need to hear. And I don't want to sugarcoat it. Um, and so I'm, I'm still going to EMDR therapy, uh, which allows you to remember traumatic memories in a safe space with a safe person. And then when you leave that therapist's office, you can shut the door and deal with it later. Um, and through EMDR therapy, I, a lot of like a year of my life was missing and I'm, I'm still like putting puzzle pieces together. Um, and it was, I forget the question that you asked. I'm so sorry. No. My brain is like all over the place. <laughs> well, this is, uh, this is intense. I mean, very, yeah, emotionally connected. <laughs> so I, I, I don't blame you. So what was going on in your inner world in that moment when you were with Inner him? world. Yeah. Or I guess, yeah. What, what, yes. how did you notice it or how, how are you feeling? Yes. And then how did you notice it and then break free? Yes. So EMDR therapy um, was after the fact, obviously, but now looking back, in those instances that my brain was trying to pr- protect me from, I you you realize that abusive relationships are so manipulative and so gaslighting that you truly just don't know what's happening. You are oblivious to everything. And even when I was in the worst place in my life with him, Um, and I had these like thoughts running through my head, like, should I be with him? Or like, what, like, but I, but I love him and he loves me. He tells me this and he's all I have. And so it's like, it's, it's really fighting that inner battle and wondering, should you stay or should you follow that like weird feeling? You don't know what it is, but should you follow that weird feeling in your gut that's telling you to run? And, um, you know, it 
it got to the point where that feeling in my gut, it wasn't my mind because my mind was so brainwashed to the point that it couldn't even, it, it couldn't grasp the thought of leaving my gut. And I just like, for, for those of you who are in abusive relationships, um, when you leave, it is the, the, the most dangerous time for you. Um, and so I just want to say that so that you can create a safe plan um, because that's when the most violence happens. Um, and so that, I remember the day I was just like, I was sitting there, um, I was locked in a room and, um, he had gone and hang out, hung out with his friends. And I was just like, I can't stop ignoring this gut feeling. Like I can't do it. And it had been a, a, about like three years, four years, um, from me completely isolated and I called my friends and I was like I don't know what I'm doing but I think I need you to pick me up and that's what happened um and I'm so grateful um I ended up leaving the country and um living in India for six months to get out of the headspace and just really focus on me um and the although that was good for me in that time leaving the country Um, I didn't have support around eating disorders and I didn't have support Mm -hmm. around like the, the massive trauma that I had been through in those four years, um, and through very transformative years of my life from 17 to 21. And so that's when I developed binge eating because I thought in my head by fixing my bulimia, I just shouldn't like, I shouldn't purge anymore. And that will fix everything. Mm -hmm. And I kept trying to fuel myself and and feel whole through food and exercise. And um, even though I was hiking the freaking Himalayan mountains, like I was still trying to control what I ate, even though I was literally in the most beautiful place in in the world. Like the beauty was insane there. You saw people hiking up two miles and up a mountain just to get a pail of water for the next two days. Mm-hmm. And things start to really be like in perspective for you. But that, that illness, that mental illness that you have, it just like can't connect the dots. And so when I came back and I looked at myself in the mirror for the first time, I was like, whoa, I gained 60 pounds. This is different. Mm-hmm. And then, um, that's when I started my social media. So that was a little bit of like a, a long rant and answer to your question, but it's like the, the experience is all fluid. This is exactly what I wanted though, is the meat of it. This is exactly what people will connect deeply to in here because they feel less alone. And oh my, so you left about three years ago, right? since you're 21. Mm -hmm. And in this period Mm -hmm. of time, the past three years, you're still in the process of recovering from the trauma, right? Yeah. And I am also like the most equipped and happiest I've ever been, even knowing that I'm still recovered because I have support around me. That is amazing. So during this process of recovery, which has obviously taken some time, what are some of the most, maybe just one or maybe a few of the most powerful lessons that you've been taking from recovery? I think both abusive relationships and eating disorders, you isolate yourself. Um, and it's 
it, you feel so alone. Um, I started bawling my eyes out the other day because Justin Bieber came out with a song called Lonely. And I was like, I felt this. I was literally laying on my floor, uh, <laughs> bawling my eyes out. Um, but, you know, I felt so lonely, so isolated. But in reality, like, I always, always had people there. And, you know, in, in the bigger scheme of things, I understand that that comes along with me having a privileged life and me having privilege over others. And I'm so grateful for that. And, and the second, the second one, um, and the first was knowing that there's always going to be somebody because even, even if you are in a different place in life, like you always have somebody random stranger on the internet go to betterhelp.com like you can you can find an outlet there's always somebody there and that brings me to number two which is um you know it may seem that you only have a plan a because those who who love extremes um tend to have you know are, are susceptible to eating disorders um alcoholism drug addiction and and, and abusive relationships those are those there's common traits within each one of them, even though they're very different. Um, is knowing that there's always a plan B, C, D. Um, there's there's always other options. It's not like even though your brain is wired to only think option A, there are there's a whole alphabet of options and beyond. Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh. And also speaking of isolation, I mean, that also hits home for myself and the many. I'm curious, are, do you know if you're an introvert? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it It's kind of difficult <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I feel you. I 1000% feel you. But what's also really difficult and I want to honor you for, for, uh, man, there's so many things I want to honor you for. But, but what another thing is um, reaching out for therapy and reaching out for help. I, for whatever reason, always feel like I can do this myself. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of energy to actually reach out, which is so, so helpful needed. But at the same time, people also need to be ready for that too. You know, mm -hmm. like they need to, you can't just force somebody like, oh, go reach out. It's like, they've got to also be welcoming it. Um, how do people, especially when they're just so closed off to the world, to feeling as though they're going to be a burden if they express what they're really going through, how how have you been able to open up and like really unapologetically reach out to people and get that support? So I could say go to you know, therapy sites and look up those who are in your like insurance or those who are uh, lower cost and fit within your budget. Um, mm -hmm. But I know that that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. um, and what helped me during those times where I didn't want to was unfollowing everybody because like social media is a big part of our lives whether we like it or not you're on this podcast because of social media and like and all of this so mm -hmm. um unfollowing people that make you feel weird not yourself make you feel like crap about yourself delete them clear your social media feed and start following people who inspire the heck out of you but not just not just what you feel comfortable with follow people 
that are in marginalized communities follow people who are on this individual journey of their own and see their passion light their soul up because that passion that they that you see that they feel it will come along in your own way it's social media has this way of like it's literally an algorithm if you like something okay another another post like that is going to pop up in your feed and it's this all-consuming thing so if you just know that you can hack the system and and train your brain through that way um that's like the number one thing that i will always recommend clear your feed start following people um that are different than you oh or like you you know as in somebody Mm -hmm. that is expanding you like an expander which is a Lacey Phillips turn like yourself, you know, like so follow somebody like you that makes you feel good. I don't want to unfollow friends. Yeah. I, my best friend and I, like I've had to mute her, <laughs> you know, a, a Gabby mail. No, but we have on open conversations about it. I think that's like the, the best thing, mm-hmm. like having, having a friendship where you just say like, Hey, like I'm just in this weird place in my life. And I, this is nothing against you. And I'm like, we can talk about it, but I just like, need to distance myself so I'm gonna like mute you for a second (laughs) you're triggering Um, me (laughs) no that's yeah and and that's okay like it's okay to set up your own boundaries because then you can't like if you don't you can't show up for that person Mm. like your whole self you know boundaries are so important I love that yes and also your friends if they're your true, true friends, they 1000% will honor your boundaries. That's huge. Okay. I have a good amount of questions for you that I asked on the Instagram. This one's from word underscore alchemist. She asks, what are the steps to accepting our present bodies? That is a loaded question. I know. No. I know. I it like, might not be steps, but. No, no, I, I genuinely feel like what we were just talking about is the first step. Yeah. Also like healing relationships in your, in your life is all like I'm speaking from my own perspective, like healing relationships in in my life that I know that I've like screwed up because I was in a weird place, whether it be through my eating disorder or different times in my life where I was just like at a very low point. Um, And also like exercising the way that you love, like think about like uh, how you moved and what activities you did as a, as a child rollerblading swimming um walking biking like movement isn't isn't um just in the gym and it isn't just weights you can do it and it's gardening it's dancing like it it can be whatever you want it to be yeah I love that I love that honoring you this one is from the moon child mindset she inspires so many who inspired her to find her self-love um I did (laughs) Um, yeah I did yeah hell yeah Um, I'm very stubborn and I uh I I've always hated looking up to people and I know that sounds like really like self-centered and and whatever but like I get it it just like I, I learned to not apologize for it because like I genuinely inspire myself through every situation in life but I've also had the best support systems in the world so they've inspired me to be more me instead of just having them as an idol you know uh, my dietitian my mom and and having that support system to and to clap for me when I'm figuring life out 
Oh, yes. I love that. That's so true. When I see you, though, I like to say there's I don't know if you've ever heard the term expander, but it's basically people that open your eyes to see you. And so you step in and honor yourself more. Mm -hmm. And so you're somebody that does that for other people. I, too, do not like the word idol at all. But I think something about seeing people who can expand. Yeah. I know people that expand your mind to see your potential. And yeah. I think that's huge. And so you're an expander for many. I, I'm not going to say idol, but I'm going to say expander. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. And then this one's from, oh, I have to say this one because she came to my retreat. Her name's Leah, Leah Berkeley. And she says, just tell her I love her. That's all. Oh, I love Leah. She's amazing. And this is from Ma Angelica P. Oh my gosh, I know that I pronounced that wrong. Ma Angelica P underscore. How do you handle criticism? Ooh, this one's big. Uh, Trial and error. Mm. Um, And therapy. Uh, I... I take things to heart really easily because my job is like my life and like it's, it's my life experience. It's sharing my life. Um, so uh, before it was, you know, like really hurtful. It was like, you're like, I'm, a, you know what I mean? It's just like someone is it, when, when they criticize you, it's like, whoa, I'm questioning every part of my life and it's easy to get down. Um, but in reality, I, I, I like genuinely have to believe that like I was also there at one point, like in my head, I may not have vocalized it, but I used to be jealous of other people. Like I used to project onto other people and it's that knowledge that has really helped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're only doing it because of something that's going on within them. And it really has very little to do with you, especially when you are spreading positivity and embracing your own self, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, I want to add, like, criticism, if I am in the wrong, like, it's a great learning opportunity. <laughs> it's a great exploration opportunity. It's like saying, like, oh, yeah, I messed up. I'm going to do something about it. Okay, let's go. Move Absolutely. On. <laughs> Always welcome the critiques. That's great. I love that. Yes. Um, this one's from Chez Beauty. What did you do to be comfortable in your own skin? Therapy, going to a dietitian, moving my body, um, not confined by the gym, but moving my body in a way that was kind to myself and mm-hmm. having a support system and knowing that I always have options. That's something you awakened me to actually when you were talking about that probably on TikTok or your story, I don't remember, but you were saying how you prefer to just exercise outside and not, yeah, there's, you have a weird relationship with the gym. And then I was going to the Mm -hmm. gym and I was like, do I, but do I like really like this? Does it, is this really me? And yeah, I hate it. Me, I love to go outside and walk jog. That's one of my favorites along with yoga. Mm -hmm. Hot yoga is everything to Mm -hmm. me. So just yeah. doing what fuels your soul. I think that is key. I love that. And this one's from Sarah Bello underscore C. What's a day in the life like for you? XOXO, love you. Love your Instagram. You are light. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, first of all. Um, I appreciate like the support <laughs> so much. Um, you know, my life can seem very isolating um, because I'm on my phone or on my computer. And so it is like it, reflecting back to my first statement, like, I, I want to tell the truth and like tell my real story rather than just say it's, it's 
full of rainbows and roses, but it, it is a battle every single day to, to fight my anxiety and not let my anxiety rule my life and to know that the world really just fears me when I am without fear. And um, so it's, it's choosing to be strong in situations and not the kind of strong that most people think, but it's like going out of the house, like that's strong. Um, you know, work, choosing to do things that are, are kind for me when my anxiety or mental illnesses are telling me that it's not good for me. Um, it's, it's moving along and, and sharing this journey um, and, and also just a lot of time on my computer and phone so that I can connect with the people that I truly, you know, care about and want the best for, which is the people that support me. Yeah, you're so good at that, staying connected and showing your world online and yeah that's and that I think that's why people feel more connected to you like they already know you because you share so much of it which is so helpful as well mm-hmm. and this is from Kat Holly seven she says or she asks what does your self-love practice look like doing the everyday necessities is my self-care showering brushing my teeth making my bed cooking having like eating um making sure that I have like the bare minimum because it's really easy to forget the bare minimum when you're caring for yourself. Yes. I want, I love that. Yep. 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 Especially also when you are in a dark place and you just never want to yep. do anything. It's hard to get out of bed. You don't want to shower. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And it feels good. And then when you, when you start to actually focus on taking care of yourself and moving your body and even just the simple things like a shower, you love it. You relish in it. You're like, Oh, I can finally do this. Yes. And you're guaranteed to feel at least a little bit better. You just feel refreshed. Amen. I want to move on to, if you're okay with it, a quick little random fire. Oh, I should probably also say this one thing. Alicia Alessandrini (laughs) uh, says, no questions. Just so excited to listen to this episode. I love her. So you're very loved. You are very, very loved. Um, And if I didn't get to your question, I apologize, but she she knows you love her and send her a DM or something. You love you guys. (laughs) Okay. So random fire. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Yeah. Yeah. What time do you usually get in the morning? Around six. Mm -hmm. I, I just like love taking my time and drinking coffee in the morning. And like forgetting the world for a second. And then I fall asleep at like nine. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's great. Wait, what's your, what, what kind of coffee do you usually like to drink? Um, I have a Keurig. I, I really like um, pour overs as well, but I need to get um, the equipment for that in my new house. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not a Keurig person mm-hmm. for some reason. I like my French press. A little snob. Coffee oh, snob. French press is good. <laughs> yeah. What's your morning routine? Um, Waking up. Loving on blue, mm. taking blue outside, going for a walk, drinking my coffee, and creating a plan for the day. Because um, if I don't have a plan, I will sit around and do everything but get nothing done. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. So you're more of a planner for sure than like a spontaneous person. Oh, I am inherently a spontaneous person. Uh, That's the ADHD. Yes. Like it's it's genuinely like it's a battle every single day. Like it's fighting myself, like Ooh, create a plan. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I could. Uh-huh. No, that's exact same. Seriously. The exact same. Do you know your Myers-Briggs type by any chance? If you're into that. Um, is that the Enneagram? There's Enneagram as well. So yeah, Enneagram or Myers-Briggs. Oh, I- INFJ. Yeah. You're an INFJ. You're the rarity. And then I'm an, I'm an eight. 
as well. Okay, an eight, yeah. Uh, for Enneagram. So yes, I am a rarity. Dude, I see that, by the way, the eights. I mean, I personally love AOC, and you kind of have her same energy. You have that same, like, strength of a woman that's just like, you know what? I'm going to just say and state my opinion. So the eight makes a lot of sense. Also bites me in the ass sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Do you know your zodiac sign, your moon sun, and rising sign? Um, I am a Sagittarius. And my rising I, I believe my rising is Sagittarius as well, but my moon sign, or maybe it's my moon sign. <laughs> I'm too Sagittarius. I know that, like whatever they may be. I know my main sign is Sagittarius, but then I think I'm something else. I have to look into that, but mainly Sagittarius. I'm curious. Yes, I will. Okay, you're going to have to get back to me on that. I'm super curious. Yeah, you yeah, you definitely have a double Sagittarius. Yep. I'm a double fire as well, which is Leo. But sometimes they cancel it out. So I wonder if your rising is probably Sag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um, your favorite breakfast? Um, Nusa yogurt with granola and a banana. Favorite place on earth? Um, wherever I'm at. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then do you read? I do. What book are you currently reading? So I'm like a a, a sucker for romance. Like <laughs> right now, I'm legitimately rereading. Um, I'm reading two books right now: The Alchemist, which I recommend everybody to read. Uh, one of my favorites. Yes, it's it's amazing. Um, and I'm also uh, reading The Notebook again because it's just like a oh. mindless read, and it just makes me happy. <laughs> I've never read it, but one of my favorite movies, and I love romantic movies. And by the way, you stopped me from watching that one Netflix film, oh, 365 good. or whatever. Good. Yeah, I, I I, wanted to watch it because I didn't know what it was about. But I was like, oh, yeah, new romance movie. Yep. Um, And then I go and I see your story and I'm like, oh, just kidding. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the universe gave you billboards. So at no cost, totally free as a gift to share just one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. So your message is on all the billboards. What would these billboards read? Oh, can I pick two? Can I do yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Let's do two. Change happens one conversation at a time. My mom told me that, and it has it has stuck with me every single day. And normalize normal bodies. Ah, yes, yes. I love that. Do you have normalize normal bodies tattooed or no, changed? No, I have. I, I don't have it tattooed, but I have a trademark, and maybe I should get a tattoo. Who knows? Yeah. What are your tattoos? How many do you have? I have like nine. I um, Damn. I have one on my foot. I have one on my back. I have one on my forearm. Um, I want to. I have two on my wrist. I have two on my ribs. I probably forgot. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all over the place. I've seen some of them. I like them. I like Thank them. You. And this is the last question that I ask all the Euro Magic guests. How would you advise the Euro and Magic listeners to create their own magic? Oh, um, listen to your gut. I feel like a lot of us only were trained to think, to think, not to, to feel. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And so even when you're just listening to someone talk, feel how that makes you feel and like where, where you feel it in, 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 have that lead you in your life because your gut is an amazing thing. Like your body is an amazing thing. Listen to it. 100%. Amen to that. And also when your heart or your gut say yes, you just know. And when your heart or your gut say no, you just, you just know. Mm -hmm. I love that. So where can everyone connect with you and find you? 
Yeah, so everything on social media is Mick Zazon, M-I-K-Z-A-Z-O-N. And then um, you can also find my clothing line, Shop Common, at shopcommon.com. Um, and then I have a website, mixazon.com as well. Mm, yay. Oh my gosh, I need to go shop on your site. Yeah. You always wear like really cute things. I'm going to buy that one thing you posted today on Insta Story from Free People, I believe. The, the so tank, I was like, oh, that's yep. so cute. But I'm like pretty busty, so I have to wear a bra. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of just given up on them. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I wish. Anyway, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. The Pyrite is monthly and the gold membership is just a one-time payment. But don't forget that experience called home. You can visit that at Euromagic.life forward slash home. And that will be with Brie Melanson and I, my fellow alien channeling palladian boss babe (laughs) all right well thank you so so much and have a magical rest of your day